Hello, my name is Eva. And I'm Eva's dad, Rich. And, and welcome, welcome to 50% identical, identical. Bridging the gap between generations X and Z, one conversation at a time. And it feels so good. Indeed it does. It has been so long. Not only has it been a while since we've recorded a show. Yes, I'm busy. How long has it been since we've recorded a show in person? Like two years. I know. I can. <laughs> I mean, I, I was about to say I can see you. I saw you when we recorded the other shows. You were on right. FaceTime. But we are face to face. We are in the same room. Yes, which we haven't been before now. It was the first time I just got here. No, it's not true. Not the first time. No. No, you've been here for a little while now. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a little confused because you uh, thought we were recording in our old podcast studio, which was the, we called the living or the dining room in some. Yeah. And now we are in our new built out podcast studio. State of the art. Called the basement. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes down here. I guess. And and for those of you that are just tuning in because you couldn't have been listening when we weren't recording, we're trying to get the recording bugs out of the way. We're having some trouble. And I say we loosely. It's really me, Eva, sitting there on her iPhone while I'm trying to figure this out. I'm watching TikTok. Yes. Yeah, I don't do any of the engineering here. I uh, I never I never knew how to do that. So, you know. Yeah. Do you want to know how to do that? I mean, yeah, at some point. That'd okay. Be, that'd be cool. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you uh, are you happy to be back in your uh, homestead? Yes. Has it been good for you? It's been good. We uh, this is as we record this, we're a little over a, a week plus out, uh, from Thanksgiving. Yeah. Did you enjoy Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was nice. You gave thanks. I gave thanks. What did you give thanks for, Eva? I believe I said my family and my friends and, you know, the support of my parents pushing me forward to the new stage of my life yes. on which I'm of the on the horizon. Yes, of. we shoved you over the precipice. I think I said on the horizon of my horizon, so that was <laughs> <laughs> definitely a sentence, but I believe that I did say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I gave thanks. I gave thanks. Did you give thanks? I gave lots of thanks. You gave thanks. How did you, what did you do? What did well, you say? Number one, what I gave the most thanks for mm-hmm. was that my entire family was around me again. Yes. I was minus one yeah. for quite a while, and then I was whole. Yeah. I like whole better. That's good. I'm glad that I could complete the uh, the set. And you were uh, you're, you were scheduled. Well, first first you were scheduled to leave uh, a week ago or so. Yep. And we made a different decision. Yeah. And it was the, it was the right decision. The right decision. <laughs> For any number of reasons, I'll start with the first one that I will. You know, I ordered you a new iPhone. I got it. It looks the same, which it's, is how I like exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you wanted it. But yeah, what, I got an SE. So, how frustrating would you have been? Mm-hmm. How frustrated would you have been if you had left on a Monday, and your new phone came? The next day on a Tuesday. I'm going to be honest with you. Not very? Not very, oh. no. My phone was still working. If it had, like, died or something, it would have been annoying. The only the only issue is my battery wasn't holding much anymore, and I just couldn't really update my phone 
uh, much. Cause I yeah. think I could have done this update, but I don't think I could have done any updates after. Right. But um, you notice any differences with the new phone as far as performance? Well, the battery lasts more than three seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's more like I I could I could maybe get through the. I would say about an hour mm -hmm. to maybe two hours if I was being nice to it. One charge lasts me all day on this baby. Yeah. It's very good. Um, and I like uh, the new, the, well, this has to do more with the, the iOS update than anything, right. but I like some of the new layouts. What I really want is I want my, um, my like, screen, like my home screen, lock screen to shuffle, mm -hmm. but it keeps telling me that I have to wait, and they're downloading my photo library, and then I have to wait, but then I'll soon be able to, to shuffle things, which should be very exciting, because right now, my, um, oh, there it is. It loaded. Okay, so after this podcast, you I'm going to shuffle. Gonna shuffle. Yeah. But right now, my, my, uh, well, both, both my lock screen and my home screen are, um, dried away. Mm-hmm. Here, the audience can't see, but, you know, dried away. Yeah, there he is. There we go. That's, that's, uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge dried away. But look. Now it's other dried away from Danger Days era. Oh my, also, oh my gosh. Also dried away. Yes. Yeah, so, you know. I have a lot of dried away pictures, so it's going to be... <laughs> so, because I can't listen to any of this, mm -hmm. uh, Engineering Rich is coming out for a second. Right. So, number one, and I know we've had this discussion before, you sound much better in my headphones than I do. I feel like I'm echoey and double-tracked, and you sound like an angel. Thank you. I am an angel. Yes. I've been told... And, and number two, <laughs> and number two, try not to uh, shake the table. Oh, yeah. Like that. Okay, that would be a perfect example. <laughs> Sorry. Because I think that'll all I, get picked uh, up. I bounce my leg, and yeah. I think maybe what I need to do is I need to adjust my chair. Yes, I, I'm not saying don't bounce your leg. And you then, do you. And then swing my leg out like yeah. this. Right. And then is, is that better? Yes, because you're not hitting the table. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, if, I wish there was video of this as you see Eva like kicking her legs in different directions, <laughs> trying to see which angle will work well for her and yeah. not hit the table. Correct. I'm trying to be accommodating. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so does the audience because as it is, a couple times they probably, hopefully not, maybe I'm wrong, I'm they may have heard some rumbling as we're talking. Uh, yes, I'm sure our legions of fans will be extremely happy about this noise quality improvement. That's right. Let's see who listens. Me, you. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I shouldn't start naming people, but <laughs> one hand. <laughs> At the very least, one hand. Yeah. Yes. We should, uh, if Thank someone, you for all if someone of listens to this, we need to figure out a way for them just to say, yes, I listen. I don't want them to have to like put too much energy out, but I would be interesting to know if anyone actually listens. I don't know. We could make like a survey. Yeah. Or we could. But how would they access the survey? We put a link in the bio of one of our podcasts. Aha. Uh -huh. And it would just be like a yes or a no. Gotcha. And then you'd be like, do you know any of us in real life? And is that why you listen? <laughs> Are you related to us by blood in some way? <laughs> Do you listen? Because this is like essentially a family newsletter, but like a really long way yeah. around a family newsletter. Is this why? And we're thankful for all of you, by the way, even if you are related to us and even if you listen because you uh, love us in, outside of just being fans of our amazing podcast. 
which is critically acclaimed, by the way. Critically? Yeah. It, well, I've been told I'm critical a lot, and yes. I've acclaimed it, so yeah, it's great. Very good. So I'm, I'm a big <laughs> fan. Um, <laughs> so it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. You you just wait. I'm going to have an end-of-the-year, like, award ceremony. We'll have, like, the uh, 50% identical, like, Oscar. We're going to have to name it something different. I'm sure that's copyrighted. Yeah. Um, ben. Yeah, I guess. Another name. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because Oscar's, like, old, you know? Like, you need, like, an old, like, the the Rupert Awards, or, like, the uh-huh. Benedict Awards, or the... By the way, I just accidentally kicked the table. That's, that's... that's I'm going to have to chastise myself. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, and then, and then, then our show will win something, and then we'll be award-winning, too, so we'll be critically acclaimed and award-winning... Tens of thousands of fans. We're doing great. <laughs> Before we move on to our main topics, uh-huh. I'm sorry I got distracted because, as you know, we had uh, elections recently, and yeah. I only bring those up because we discussed all the text messages I was getting. You get less of them now. I do, except one person still texts me daily. There's a runoff. Exactly. You, if you're in Georgia, get out to the polls and vote. Your voice is very valuable and should be heard. That's right. Yeah. So Reverend Warnock still is sending me a lot of text messages. Everyone else stopped. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's just uh, in another few days I'll stop getting those. Because I think it's uh, December 6th, I think, is the runoff. So mm-hmm. it's as we record this, this coming uh, week. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. All right. So Eva? Mm-hmm. This is up to you. Remember the two topics we brought I up? I remember is, that one. Which one do you want to go to first? I would I would like to start with my music to choose it. Your music to choose it? I'd like to start with my music to choose it. Um, and by that, I mean my 101 songs. Wait a minute. I wasn't prepared. I, 101? <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. I'll explain. All right. Hold on here. Mm-hmm. Eva's music to choose it. All right, Eva. What are we talking about? So I have 101 songs to choose it. Okay. And uh, that is because Spotify Wrapped came out, in my opinion, a month too early. I don't know why they didn't even wait till December. They, they certainly didn't wait till January. Last FM, their year-end report doesn't come out till January 1st. Which is when it should come out. Correct, yeah. right? Because they're missing all of this data. But anyway, so this year they gave, well, typically they give 100 songs. But this year they did 101 because I guess one one bonus. Um, and it's very nice because uh, we get to see all of the songs that I listen to a lot of at the throughout the year. And by throughout the year, I mean till November. And so for 11 months, what did I listen to for 11 months? And uh, pretty predictable, but I, you know what though, I was looking at it and I actually have these playlists going back till 2019, which is when, well, really the first full year that I use Spotify. And it's amazing because there are songs that have made it to this year's list that were on 2019's list. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of good to see the through line. And I, I went to a couple like Spotify um comparison like playlist comparison websites and look through it anyway can i tell you my top 10 top 10 most played songs top 10 most played songs yes amazing wait a minute wait a minute this i may have something for this hold on a second ah 
when you get down to number five, we'll uh, we'll we'll make it really exciting. That's so fun. All right. Um, <laughs> these are five bonus ones. They don't count because there's not a fun like little announcement thing. Right. So, um, at ten is "Drink" by Destroy Boys. It's a good song. It's about alcoholism. Um. What type of uh, music does Destroy Boys give us? Well, they've been called, like, Riot Girl a lot. So if you know how Riot Girl sounds... <laughs> no one knows how Riot Girl sounds. Yes, they do! <laughs> Is Riot Girl a group or a type of music? Riot Girl's a genre, but they don't call themselves Riot Girl because there's, like, a guy in the band. But Riot Girl yeah. were, like, these punk bands in the 90s uh-huh. made out of all female... Do you not know, like, Bikini Kill? What, what is that? Oh, my goodness. Is that a band or a yes, type of music? Yes, it's a band. Bikini? Are they from the 90s? Bikini Kill, yeah. I'll have to look them up. Yeah. Theoretically, and I And then the lead singer, Bikini Kill, went on and made, uh, I think it's uh, El Le Tigre or El Tigre. And they make a song that I've had on my list for, like, ever called Decepticon because that was, like, big on TikTok. So I've just been listening to it for, like, a million and ten years. There's other songs of theirs that I like, but it's just been stuck in my head it's a good song anyway okay. um <laughs> uh, but anyway listen to destroy boys they make okay. really really good like rock punk kind of music there's lots of melody in it though so don't if you're a little bit scared of like oh it's just shouting it's not there's music okay in it uh melody and whatnot uh then next is cure for me by aurora aurora's cool she has a beautiful voice she sang uh into the unknown on the for, she did. She did. You know the high notes. The I can't do it. But you know the doo 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 doos on Into the Unknown. Oh, on okay. Two. Her voice is beautiful, and she's like very very quirky. People compare her personality to Bjork, and then sometimes be like, you're you're copying Bjork because there can only be so many. Bjork. That was my coffee mug making noise. Go on. Um, anyway, Care for Me is nice. It's very different than a lot of her other music, but I like it. Um, because it's very self, it's a very self-loving. I think she wrote it about homophobia mm-hmm. and conversion therapy, um, and that, that nobody <laughs> needs a cure for themselves. I was say, all the all the subjects you like discussing, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Then next is Halfway by Magdalena Bay. Who's that? Magdalena Bay is a synth pop duo, uh-huh. um, and I've listened to the album that Halfway is on. A lot. It's called Mercurial World, and halfway is very good. It's like less than two minutes. It's got. It's very very glitchy, and it's and there's a couple like spoken word kind of soundtrack things, and uh, on Mercurial World, and halfway is one of them, and it was the first song of theirs that I like glommed onto. Like I could, I was repeating it so many times, could not stop listening to it. Although weirdly enough, they appear on this list again, so. In your top ten? Yeah. Okay. So Halfway wasn't even the one I listened to the most. Then, after that, is Washing Machine by Vanishing Girl and Matt and Rosemary Fairweather. Rosemary only has one other song on the internet that I've been able to find. I don't understand it, but it's, it's a very, it's like a very, like, light, kind of, like, easy breezy, little bit flirty kind of song. It's very, very nice. It's like, it's a... It's not really dream pop, although people have tried to call it dream. It's not dream pop. Is it right, girl? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right, girl. Okay. Um, but By the way, good. is that is that number six? 
I, no, one, two, three, four, that would be seven. This is six, though. Okay. Are we counting backward? Like, we're, we're going to get to number backwards. one, right? Okay. Yeah. So, number six, mm-hmm. we have Little Dark Age by MGMT. Is that our first K-pop group? No. We're not, so, because I've seen your rap a little uh-huh. bit, what is your number one genre? Oh, my number one genre is not K-pop. It wasn't? No, my number two genre is K-pop. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think my number one genre is like art pop or something of yeah. that. No. Um, okay, well, so I, I have K-pop in my... Oh, no, it's in my... indie pop. It's okay. indie pop, then it's K-pop, then it's art pop, then uh-huh. it's rock, yes. and then it's pop. Got it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so Little Dark Age. Little Dark Age is this very cool, like, dark pop, 80s-inspired, sounds like, um, oh, goodness, what's the group that made Blue Monday? I don't know. You, oh, my goodness, you were alive back then, and you're telling me that you can't, okay, whatever. New Order. It sounds kind of like New Order. Oh, I know New Order. Yeah, Blue yeah. Monday. Are you not aware of that song? It's like there must be yeah, There's only song. so many songs. I How can does keep it in feel to treat me like you do? To play your hands upon me and tell me who you are? I thought I was mistaken. I thought. Are you not aware? Of this? I'm aware. Okay. It's coming back. Blue Monday. Anyway, yes. Little Dark Age. It's so good, and it's so good also that it was. I did find this on TikTok, and I listened to MGMT before, but really only their first album, and this is not off of their first album. Do you remember? Uh, Stefan, the character on Saturday Night Live. I am aware. You kind of remind me of Stefan sometimes. We were talking about music. <laughs> Just throwing out all these all these terms. Exactly. Um, I like MGMT because they started out making perp like it was meant to be kind of like pop. It was meant to be pop music, but it was amazing, like indie pop. It was so 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 good. What is the difference between pop and indie pop? There's just sort of different like trends. Like there's still there's still trends. Indie pop tends to be slightly out of the mainstream, but, meh. and then lots of indie pop, I mean, they don't have, they're not signed, although like plenty when, of them are, so well, like I don't Taylor know. Like Taylor Swift, when she made Folklore, they mm-hmm. called it, in, that was her indie pop phase. Right, yeah. and, you know, it sounded different, but it, indie pop is almost as diverse as pop, like, it's such, it's such a sort broad subgenre. Sort of like alternative sub-genre. rock back in the day as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of what was in indie pop probably could have, maybe would have been lumped into uh, alt rock. Yeah. But it might have been alt pop. Like right. it's right. a lot exactly. of exactly. So yeah. Um but it's really, very, very good. Now this this is this is where we get to the top five here. Okay, so. you ready? Mm-hmm. Number five. You know what? We'll see. That means <laughs> I could barely hear that. Here's what it was I made it was supposed to go number five. I don't oh. know if anyone actually heard that. Num number five. Go on. I always get worried that I'm pronouncing the name wrong of yeah. this group. The, the Cocktail Twins? Cocktail, cocktail Twins? C-O-C-E-A-T... Mm, C-O-C-T-E-A-U Twins. Uh-huh. Yeah. Trey Colored Funk. I kind of thought Heaven or Las Vegas would make it up here because that's another song that I listened to a lot this year, but no, it's Trey Colored Funk. So good. This is... Dream dream pop or shoegaze or trip hop inspired. Wait, what, what? I heard dream pop. Then what kind of pop? Sh- shoegaze. Uh huh. And then maybe trip trip hop. It's not trip hop, but I'm pretty sure that the Kakatsu Twins, I'm cherry pretty, colored funk. 
Is that what you said? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of the singer might have been the singer on Teardrop by, uh, oh no, it's on the album Mezzanine. What's, it, it's also on this list. Sure. Wait, wait. You know what I love about you, by the way? Uh-huh. So many things, but in this particular <laughs> instance, do you know when, do you know what year Cherry Colored Funk Teardrop, is from? Teardrop, Massive Attack. It's from like I got 1997? Oh, much earlier. 1990. Yeah. The year I graduated high school. I have a lot of songs from that era on here, actually. And they're just is, not in my top ten. And this is one that I, uh, from a band perspective, mm-hmm. like they're so I kind of have heard of them before, mm-hmm. but have like New Order. That's a that's a party foul on my fault, right? My part. But uh, <laughs> this group I'm not really aware of. But mm-hmm. it uh, when you look at, on Apple Music, they're under, pretty influential. Uh, their album Heaven or Las Vegas is an essential album, which is where this song comes from. Mm-hmm. And they have a song on it called Heaven in Las Vegas, yeah. which I also listen to. A How many people deal. are in the group? Do you know? Two? No, you would think, but there's a picture of three people on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I'm a poser. Yeah. I'm a poser. No, no, but you no. would think two, wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is like Tame Paul all over again. Yeah, that's um, four people, right? No, it's, <laughs> I'm joking. One, I'm joking. it's one person. I know that. Trust me, I'm aware now. Um... So it's a, it's a really good song. I like the fact that you can never tell what words the singer is singing because then you can make up your own words to it. And then if you look online, there are plenty of interpretations, like lyric video, but they're interpretations of basically what people think she's saying. And there there are lyrics, there are, but like I'm not... I think it's like a mix of different languages. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, very whimsical, very very fun. Number number four. Here, let's. See. I'm gonna hit the button. We'll see if anything happens. Oh, do you have a number four? I got a four, three, a two, and a one. That's in theory. Fun. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me turn this up. Maybe that'll help. Uh-huh. Number four. Number four. Yeah, we'll see if it. Reg- we'll see if it shows up on the okay, tape. Number Keep going. Four. Um. Just fun little bit of dead air. Just just if it, if it doesn't, but you know. Very little. Very we didn't little. Let it, yeah. Okay, Scratch Card Lanyard by Dry Cleaning. Dry Cleaning is interesting in the fact that the lead singer does not sing. She just sort of talks like this over guitars. Hey, give, give me that. Who is that again? Uh, dry Cleaning, Scratch Card Lanyard. Many years have passed, but you're still charming. Walls falling, exploding. You can't save the world on your own. I guess. I know all the words um, to this song. I've listened to it so many times. I love it. They are signed to the same label that the Pixies were signed to and that uh, Throwing Muse is signed to. Um, so that's fun. They're real cool. Uh, all, all the good British uh, indie acts, I swear, like signed them. And then, you know, the Pixies and whatnot who weren't. But they were the f- right. I think they were the first. No, Throwing Muses was the first American act signed. And then. The Pixies, I think, were signed after. Anyway, um, but it's very, very good. I really liked it. I've gotten kind of more into, like, spoken word, sort of, like, less singy things. Um, and then, you know, I'm also listening to more stuff where they just straight up can't sing that well. And But it's charming, so it's fine. Um, so there's, there's uh, I'm being semi-serious, there's mm-hmm. room for me. There's room for you. Yeah, because you know, one day the lack of voice will be the, what more, they're looking for. More, you'd, you'd probably need more emotion because often when people can't sing that well, they're making it up by either sort of dramatically talking and they have, like, good vocal, like, tone. Like, they have good, they, they you know, they got good Like tone. Uh, David Byrne and the Talking Heads. Or, yes, like that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you're, like, the lead singer of the Mountain Goats and you were, like, cry screeching. <laughs> yes, the Mountain Goats. 
You aware of the Mountain Goats? No. No. Okay. Um. I, I tell you what, I think uh, we'll, we'll have to put your top 10. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to put the Spotify links in, but mm-hmm. we'll put the your top 10 in the show notes. I think we need those for posterity. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Number three. Number three. Here we go. Number three. Yeah, I don't know if that... Keep going. No, no. <laughs> either there or not. Number three. Girl of the Year by Allie X. Allie X. She's also my most listened to artist of the year. Yeah, I was uh, about to say, I can't remember if I know Allie X or I remember it because I just recently looked at your wrapped. But uh, yeah, yeah, so she's my most listened to artist of the year. And Girl of the Year is my one of my favorite songs by her. I've listened to Allie X at least a couple songs by her, really since middle school, mm-hmm. um, because I found Paper Love on YouTube, because I used to stay up very, 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 very late and go on YouTube and just click on any music video that I could find to try to listen to new music. And I apologize, mm-hmm. I focused so much on Ali X, I missed the song. Which song? Girl of the Year. Okay. Now, what's interesting is this song really carried me through this year. The first time I listened to this song was just a little bit before... Um, October of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I remember as we were in an, we were actually in an airport. Um, and we were coming back from yeah. where I would eventually be spending a year. Right. Uh, I was listening to the song over and over again. It was just such a great comfort for me. You can find this on the AliX album, Super Sunset. Yes. Yeah. For those looking for it. Um... And it's, it's a, it's a real, it's just, it's a good song. I like it. It's, it's about, you know, being, you know, you're a temporary fixture in somebody's life, but you just, you don't want to think about that right now. You know, you just want to, you just want to be with them in the moment, even though you're just the girl of the year. I hope you're not a temporary fixture in my life. Well, yeah, that's not what the song's about. Good. (laughs) Um, number, number two. Number two. Number two. Is is you saying the top five also in your voice? So theoretically, at track, it'll just be you saying it two times in a row. Potentially, yes. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Now this is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Number two. Number well, yes, but it's the first K-pop entry, and it's the only K-pop entry in my top ten. Oh. I listen to a good amount of K-pop, um, but. apparently not that concentrated in that many songs and most of them are below the top 10 but my number two song is run to you by stacy this was released in february and it is uh my most listened to k-pop song of the year so let me jump in Mm -hmm. you said this to me recently so we'll say to the group uh this month december you were going to give us your top 10 was it k-pop songs of the year i've narrowed it down to 18 you're down to 18 we're going to move it to january you said yeah but you would think that the song that shows up at number two on your entire spotify rap list would be in your top 10 yeah it's gonna be on there i would think yeah yeah uh so spoiler alert exactly it's gonna be somewhere on the list um yeah run run to use a real good song it's an absolute banger is is number one a K-pop song without saying it yet? No. So here's what's interesting. If Run To You by Stacey isn't mm-hmm. your number one K-pop song of the year. It's not. But yet, it was your number two most listened to song. Yeah. Well, because I don't know. It's a, it's a comfortable song. I'm it's, I'm unoffended by it. I like it. I like listening to it. Yeah. Um, but 
is not my most legit song. Also, I listen to a lot of K-pop on YouTube because I like to watch the music videos because music videos for most songs are just not that interesting. But um, si- similar actually to a lot of uh, the alt-rock 90s songs, uh-huh. they have music videos. Those are cool. But yeah. these days, there aren't really good music videos anywhere except for K-pop. So I listen... I watch the music yeah, videos. Yeah, music videos aren't a way to really get uh, music across anymore um, like it was in the 80s and 90s. It's real sad because I love a good music video. Uh-huh. Anyway, so that's Run To You. And okay. now it's time for my number one. All right, wait a minute. I got a drum roll playing. Oh, wow. And then... Number one. And just because we want to do it again in case... Right. Number, number one. one. All right. Okay. Number one yeah. is... Uh, the other Magdalena Bay song. Uh-huh. It's called You Lose. Magdalena Bay. The only person or group mm-hmm. to be in your top ten. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Not the group twice. You see how I did there? That's true. Magdalena Bay in twice. Although twice, I believe, was my third most listened to group of the year. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I got I got all sorts of statistics. Um you know what, though? And I need to share this with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Ali X, My Chemical Romance, Twice, Mitski, and Wet Leg, which is a group that a lot of people really mean about and make fun of, but I like them, so... <laughs> but <laughs> last year, last year Spotify wrapped, I explored like 80-plus genres. And this year I only explored 64. Oh. And, and my... that concerns you, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And my... <laughs> <laughs> Because what does it mean, Eva? My fear is that my uh, taste in music is solidifying. Yes. Because I've I've read that there have been studies. And you yeah. get to a certain age where, like, your music exploration, it peaks. And then you just start settling into the music that you like. And you don't yeah. really listen to a ton else. And you're not finding new stuff. So, and that scares me so I, badly. So I'm going to give you my own perspective. As somebody who has listened to the same artists yeah, repeatedly me... for, like, 20 years, yes. I was, my point was I was older than 19. Oh, yeah. Is my, is, I yeah. would say, for me, after about... Once we got into the late 90s, mm-hmm. things solidified more. But I will tell you, because of my children, I've widened out a little bit again. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to have kids, probably. So I won't have anyone to tell me what the new hip Maybe you'll are. have nieces or nephews. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, a little bit of me that's, like, do I just get a teaching degree so I can, like, teach middle schoolers or high schoolers? Just for music exploration. Literally just so I can get their music <laughs> rest. Exactly. That's a yeah. great idea. I know. Sounds like a lot of needless stress. Can you imagine being, like, in an interview, though? So why brought you to the teaching industry? Why do you want to be a teacher, Eva? I just want to stay hip with the kids, you know, music-wise. Yeah. Oh, so that I makes just, a lot of sense. Let's put you in the classroom now. listen to, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I'm always so, I'm scared. So, like, I'm not really scared of aging. Right. But I am scared of no longer being in touch and understanding why people like the things that they like. Like, even now, mm-hmm. I'm finding myself, like, people will be, like, making fun of whatever, like, 13-year-olds are into these days. And I and I will have to consciously be like, I was 13 and I was into stupid stuff. And I was 13 and I got mad over silly things. Instead of immediately jumping to, they're, they have no perspective. And they're just so immature. They have no idea. Hello, like, a, kids. Get off of my lawn. In a couple of years, this won't even matter. Right. And I want to be very clear. I was just as judgmental as 14 in some of the same ways that... That I am now, uh-huh. and I probably would be judging in similar ways what 13 and 14-year-olds are doing. But 
I was immature and I got into weird discourse that didn't matter and like whatever and and I'm like noticing myself I'm I'm getting out of touch and it's scary because like I have no idea what middle schoolers are up to these days and that doesn't really matter in my life but like like I like they're in a couple years they're gonna be the the the, the trendsetters and the tastemakers yes and I'm gonna be old that's right so it, ma- it matters. That's like, right. I, I want to know what's old. in. You're going to be old, and you know what's going to happen? Young people are going to say to you, your opinion doesn't matter. You don't understand. Things have changed. That's what you're going to say. That's what people will say to you. Oh. What do you think that, I wonder what that feels like. <laughs> well, I'm sure it feels bad, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, here's what I'm going to try to do, though. Okay. This is my plan. I, ha- I just have to stay up with it. I just mm-hmm. have to. I have to really just, like, listen. Yes. And think and read and understand. And I think I've done a pretty good job of, of that until now. And I'm going to try to continue to. And I understand that, you know, 20 is not the end of the road. I mean, hopefully I hope not. it's not, right? Um, so, I mean, I don't I don't know. But it is. It's weird, isn't it? I've only, I only explored 64 genres. How many genres did you explore this year, Dad? I don't know if that gets uh, counted or not. We'll look at my Apple Music replay in just a moment. Okay. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure I mean, less I heard, than 64. I heard your top artists, though, so I, I, it's already going to make me feel better hearing it again recorded today. Cause... <laughs> oh, uh, also, I listened... For... I listened to 640 artists. That's fun. I listened to, like, 1,600-ish, okay. something. Yep. And I listened to 37,722 minutes. So there is a gentleman that I'm friends with on Facebook mm-hmm. who's much older than you. Mm-hmm. 52,000 plus minutes. Now some of that, well actually you would fall in this category too because you just constantly have music playing. He's playing a lot of music. Uh, he, he's, uh, he, one of the things he does is like an exercise instructor. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly making playlists and, and different things for, for that stuff. But 52,000 plus minutes. Yeah, I mean, if he's doing it for his job, then yeah, it's probably just going to be more. You know what aggravates me, though, is I would have, like, a way higher... So I listen... Within the U.S., I listen more than 87% of listeners in the U.S., mm-hmm. minutes-wise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, to a certain extent, being artificially inflated because there are people who will just be playing things while they're, like, asleep the entire time they're asleep or some stuff. Because they want to win? No, be like number one. They just one. like to fall asleep to music. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um. And then they'll be like, "Oh, I listened to a hundred thousand music minutes this year, or whatever." I'm like, "No, you weren't, because you weren't conscious." Like, in order to be accurate, if I notice myself getting too mindless about my music consumption, I'll pause it. I'll stop it, and I don't listen when I'm going to sleep either. Do you want to hear my least listened to song in my in my hundred? Yeah. Okay, because this is interesting. Why wouldn't I? So, so they actually, it's 101 because they gave me one. Oh, right, right, right. Bonus what was the one? song that didn't make the top 100? Well, so the bonus one that I got was Pantomime by WJSN. That's, that's bonus. Okay. Yeah, so that was that. But I don't actually have, I mean, I would say most of the, like, in the, in the back half of my, um, hundred that's where like all of the all of the k-pop is i mean it's crazy because you listen to it very widely as a genre but you don't go 
listening to the same song over and over again. Yes. Or and then for if some, you do, it sounds like you're doing it on YouTube. For some reason, because I swear I have not listened to the song in ages, yeah. I had This Charming Man by The Smiths. The Smiths? But I don't even know why I have it on here, because I really don't remember listening to it this year, but maybe I did. Okay. I don't know. Well, you must have. Yeah, and then a song that I felt like I listened to a ton more, but I guess I didn't, was King of Carrot Flowers Part 1 by Neutral Milk Hotel. And that's, like, kind of near the end, too. I don't know, it's confusing. I will tell you, there are songs in my top 100 Mm -hmm. that I'm confident I didn't listen to. I don't know how they got in there, so who knows? Maybe Apple was like, you don't listen to enough music, we'll just kind of put some random ones in. Right. Right, it'll just be like, hey, uh... You you listened, you listened to uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking for a fun song. Yeah, let's just move on. You listen to "Love Dive" by Ive, seventeen times. It's, yeah. It's in the it's in the number twenty spot, but it's like you've never listened to it. Is there uh before we get to my Apple list? Uh huh. Is there any uh, anything uh, other statistics that you want to make sure we are all aware of? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, I want, first of all, I want to make you aware that my last FM stats are different for the measurement time that uh, this place does. And I believe that they're more accurate. So if you well, have can, a Spotify, get a last FM. Okay, so when, when the last FM comes out in January, we can look at it again. And that's also based on your Spotify listening. Correct. Okay. Um, I have it hooked up to my Spotify. I will say that Last FM does not scrabble a song until you've listened halfway through, whereas um, Spotify counts it if you've listened to 30 seconds of it. So that's a little bit different. So it's a little bit harder to get a scrabble, I guess, if you're just somebody who tends to skip through songs. Um, so I don't know. I find it to be more accurate because sometimes I'll just sort of like lose track of time and I'll be, you know, maybe 35 seconds into a song. But it's not like I haven't really been listening to it in my heart. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, it measures for a couple, a couple more months. So that's nice, too. Right. Okay. But doesn't Spotify do it for 12 months? It's just a different 12 months. You know, I don't know. But uh, considering that we define time by certain numbers, yeah. words, uh, a year that is off is not a, a year. Uh, come on. Come right. on, calendar year is right, what we're talking about. Yeah, that's definitely a better way, or at least a way we understand it yeah. better from a tracking perspective. But I will say that I don't get a customized, ready for my Instagram story, little tap, tap, tap through a journey with, with fun little quips from Last FM. So, you know, I get yeah. it. All right, so Apple, in their continued quest to try to be almost as good as Spotify, mm-hmm. and I say this, I'm an Apple Music user, I have no real want to be a Spotify user. Nothing against Spotify, but I just I use Apple Music. But they do seem to be slowly but surely trying to bring in a lot of the same things. They are copying, yes. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what Apple... Apple does a good job, and this is not a good example of it, but Apple does a good job of copying other people mm-hmm. but doing it better, if you're following what I'm saying. Like, they'll say, oh, they did that, and now I'm going to do it, and it's better. This is not an example of that, so you don't need to jump in. I'm just saying there there are definitely features in Apple products that first were somewhere else, mm-hmm. but then they were put into an Apple product and done better. I think for ethical reasons, you have to disclose that you're a total Apple fanboy, and you may be slightly biased. 
There's no bias. All the Android people are going to come after you. What, all three of them? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't. There's more than that. There's way more than that. A lot of people just buy iPhones because it's convenient. Well, that means that... Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can say, rightfully so, that mm-hmm. Apple does things to sort of suck you into their ecosystem. And then you can't get out. But. In a cult. But. Yeah. They do it so well. I'm sorry. Everything works together so well. But we're getting off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here to talk about music. Music. That's right. Yeah. Whether you're a uh, whatever and I'm a whatever, it doesn't matter. We all are here <laughs> by a love of music. Yes, two whatevers just yes. sitting around talking about tunes. Just for the record, though, what's uh, what brand is your computer? It's an it's an Apple. And what mm-hmm. brand is your phone? It's an Apple. Phone, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about my songs. <laughs> and of course, we'll make you feel much better because the difference between your list and my list is you will know all of my songs. Yes, I will. And all of my artists. I know every song. That's not true. I know a lot of them though. You know a lot of mine. Yeah. And the funny thing about mine, and I'll point out, there's a couple of songs on my list that are on my list probably because I was trying to play them on guitar and I needed to keep listening to it. Like you're... Yeah, then we'll get to it. Yeah, okay. We'll get to it. All right, here we go. Uh Uh-huh. Number 10. Number 10. Tonight, Tonight, Tonight by by Genesis. Genesis. The question is, how many times will Genesis appear on this list? A ten? No. No. Five? No, less than that. Three? Two. No, two times. Two times. So only we've we've heard one of the two. Magdalena Bay. Mm-hmm. Also same amount. Number nine. Whatever it takes by Imagine Dragons. Right. I like that song a lot. You Imagine Dragons fan? I am. They've got again, I, I dig a group with a lot of uh big hooks and anthems and you know, they do that. Screamy man. Oops. He scream he's like he He does a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. In tune though. He's yeah. very edgy. edgy. Yes. Very edgy. Number seven, Counting Crows, A Long December. Mm-hmm. That's a song I was trying to play on guitar. Yes. I'm going to come back to it. Yes, yes, yes. Number six, Disarm by the Smashing Pumpkins. That's a good song. I like it a lot. Not my favorite Smashing Pumpkins song. What's your favorite song? one? Well, Tonight, Tonight, but that's, oh. yeah. I like that song it's a, a classic, lot, too. But it's not... Not it's not like it's my favorite for sentimental reasons. Well, we could talk about Patrick Bumpkins later, but yeah, I have, I have a list. The first third of their thirty-three song rock opera has been uh, released. Yes, Autumn. Autumn. Number five, our second Genesis entry, "Land of Confusion." Right. Is that the one that's the scary music video? Yes, where they yeah. were puppets. Yeah, the puppets. Yeah. Scared of puppets, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that one, that one's in, that one's played as much because, uh, lyrically speaking, it just feels more, it feels kind of current at the moment. Right. Weren't they like running through a field, the puppets? I don't the remember puppets running. That. They were like dying. Like it was like weird and gory. No, it wasn't. That I had, don't think so. That had to... <laughs> That's not a Genesis video. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it probably wasn't. But I was also a child. I yeah. might've been interpreting some of it. Yeah, I don't think they were oh, running through the field so getting shot up. It's so scary for me. I yeah. just remember it being weird. It it, it ends with a uh, a puppet of Ronald Reagan, who was president mm-hmm. at the time, uh, accidentally hitting the nuclear button. Uh, maybe that's why it was so scary. Because <laughs> yeah, at the end, everyone dies. Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look at the video. Uh-huh. 
Number four, Africa by Toto. Classic. Now, three and two are very interesting. Mm -hmm. Same artist, two different songs. I'm ready to be interested. Number three, Don't Take the Money by Bleachers. Right. And then is your second the song that I like better? Number two, I Want to Get get Better better by Bleachers. Bleachers. Yeah. Those are the two Bleachers songs that I like, by the way. Don't Take the Money and I Want to Get Better. They're great songs. There's some other Bleacher songs I like as well that I should probably play more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jack Antonoff is a uh, a talented guy. Mostly I just listen to stuff that he's produced, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, for those that you don't that don't know, he was also the guitarist in the band Fun. Yeah, it's true. And he produces and helps write a lot of Taylor Swift products. And Lord. And Lord, that's right. And other people who I can't forget. Matter of fact, Lord uh, does back. I can't. I don't remember if Lord co-wrote Don't Take the Money, but she does appear uh, in backing vocals on that mm-hmm. song. And my number one song, a song I do like a lot, and I've been trying to learn on guitar, mm-hmm. specifically the acoustic version, Times Like These by the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. It's a I good li- list. The Foo Fighters, I like a lot of the stuff that uh, they do acoustically uh, better almost than the uh, the plugged in versions. I was just mm-hmm. recently listening to Bruce Springsteen was on uh, Howard Stern, mm-hmm. and actually for those of you that either have a Sirius XM subscription or oh. uh, have a subscription to HBO Max, because right. they uh, they actually have the whole video interview. Bruce Springsteen said that if uh, if you can play the song just the song on an acoustic guitar and it's still good. Mm-hmm. That it's a good song. It's a good song. If you need all the bells and whistles to make it a good song, I listen to too much electronic music for that to be a correct statement. But yes, that's what Bruce said. It doesn't make him right. Just I, you know. you know, never a fan of Bruce Springsteen. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Honestly, I think I think he just wasn't going to work anyway because there's this guy in fifth grade and he mm-hmm. just he loved Bruce Springsteen. And uh, this guy, he he um he had like red hair that he always like buzzed, and he talked too loud, and was annoying, and um and he but he loved Bruce Springsteen, and I hope I and and he's an adult now, and I'm sure he's matured and is lovely. You know, we're all very different than we were in fifth grade, but that's mostly how I remember Bruce. Spring- anyway, so yeah, but okay, so riddle me this. Yeah. Um, when speaking of bells and whistles about. Uh, we're gonna bells and whistles of the of the wrapped bit. Yeah, is we also got. Are you aware of the Myers Briggs personality types? I am. So they made their own Spotify. They made their own personality. Test. I'm confused. So you know how there's like 16 personalities and they all have like letters associating with were you, like. Were you given a Myers Briggs score based on your song list? Sort of, okay. but it's different. Okay. So my personality was the adventurer. It's E N V U. Uh huh. Which stands for exploration, newness, variety, and uniqueness. Got it. I'm the seeker of sound. Adventure. You're the secret of sound? No, seeker. Oh, seeker, seeker of sound. Okay. You venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher artists, deeper cuts, newer tracks, especially gems yet to be found. Now, there's some overworked intern working on this one, because I looked at all of the personalities, and about half of them, there are really two personalities, maybe three personalities that were worded slightly differently, um, and, but, I, you know, maybe the slight bits count, 
But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm an adventurer, and I bet you didn't get that, so Spotify still wins. <laughs> <laughs> I Again, I think Spotify... Although I believe YouTube music, their wrapped, got uh, personality, and I swear there must have been, like, a leak or something from Spotify, because ha- how, how do you make that happen at the same time? Can't be coincidence. Anyway. I'll tell you, what was really cool is artists themselves, mm-hmm. they get their own wrapped about themselves. So the Smashing Pumpkins, who I'm a big fan of, they put out their own wrapped based on uh, their their work. And I think there were uh, like 65,000... I'm, I'm just using round numbers. Mm-hmm. There were like 65,000 listeners that had them as number one. Mm-hmm. There were approximately half a million listeners that had them in their top five and just over a million listeners that had them in their top ten. Now, here's one for you. What was the number one song of the Smashing Pumpkins that was streamed this year on Spotify? Oh, goodness. The one that was streamed the most. I mean, I'm assuming we're just going with a classic, like, world is a vampire situation. Well, it's definitely a classic. Um... And that song, if you want to, I think that, that is called Bullet uh, with Butterfly Bullet with Wings. Bullet Butterfly Wings? Yeah, that's but the name of that song. it's not that one. It is not. Oh, gross. It's not Tonight Tonight. No? no. You don't think so? Well, is it? No. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try to li- list, like, all the ones that I like. Because, okay, so, because, honestly, a lot of the ones that I listen to the most are not really from their golden a- a- era or whatever necessarily. You just named a bunch of songs from their golden era. No, I know, but what I'm saying is a lot of the songs that I listen to are not, ah. so I just want to make sure that I have... Um... 1979? That is the song. Well, it was the top on their Spotify, so oh. I assume that was probably a safe bet. Yeah. And that was also gonna be the answer that I had if I hadn't looked it up anyway, so... I don't know, I guess I can still claim it. You know what's made me very happy? Oh, by the way, um, I, I messed up and I accidentally just put an emoji, uh-huh. and it's just the explosion emoji, yeah. but the Smashing Pumpkin still turned up, even oh. though I just put the explosion, so I don't know. Anyway, um, but you know what's made you really happy? Mm-hmm. So, My Chemical Romance now has over 12 million monthly listeners again, which is great, because they had a lot less before their tour. That would make and I sense. Ju- I just noticed that. Yeah. It made me happy. So before we move on, I want yeah. to give you a choice. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the top 10 albums I played this year or the top 10 artists or groups? I want artists, thousand percent. Okay. Number 10, Fleetwood Mac. Rest in peace, Christine McVie. I know. So sad. I just heard about that. Yeah. She, I mean, she was 79 years old, mm-hmm. uh, but... It would have been nice if she could have... I mean, that's. it's not that that's young, mm-hmm. but I think I know people that live... Longer than that. Yeah, I, it would have been nice. And it would have been nice if they could have gotten back together with Lindsey Buckingham one more time as before that could never happen anymore. By the way, that is our dog barking, which means there's like a package being delivered or something right now. Because he's not going to stop. Right. All right. So and that's okay. That'll just be our background. Yeah. Number nine, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen. Right. Which is why you, you were know, so upset yeah. that I didn't like How Bruce dare Springsteen, you? right? Speaking of old people, number eight, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Number seven, mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters. Right, that makes sense. Number six, Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Classic, like him, he's great. 
Number five, bleachers. Right. Number four, the smashing pumpkins. Uh huh. Checks out. Number three, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, this Phil is Collins. Funny. Yep. Uh huh. And then what's number one, Dad? Genesis. Right. Not the same. Definitely not the same. No. I've listened. I listened to like almost three times more Genesis than I did Phil Collins. That's so interesting. Because to me, when I hear Phil Collins solo stuff, and then I hear Genesis, and I'm like, this is the same thing. You... (laughs) (laughs) The problem is, is I know exactly what to say to annoy you when it comes to music. And um, it's it's very funny because it's very predictable. But legitimately, legitimately, and this is probably, and I've listened to a lot of both Genesis and Phil Collins. Although I will say, not on my own time, so maybe that's where I'm making the mistake. Um, is that it does sound very similar to me because it's he, well, his voice. Well, I think that's the part. That's but I similar. also think the original singer of Genesis sounds a lot like Phil Collins. <laughs> I like Genuinely. how you say the original singer because you you can't come up with the name, can you? <laughs> what is his name? Peter Gabriel. That is his name. Well, I okay, so I knew the name, but I was scared of getting it wrong, so I yeah. just said the original singer. Yeah, Peter. But Gabriel. I was right. So Peter Gabriel sounds to me like Phil Collins. Is that sort of like Chicago sounds like Rush? No, no, no. They <laughs> sounds their voices sound similar. Okay. And I never said that the Chicago and Rush sounded similar. I just said that they're they're for for. For whatever reason, their, like, band names reminded me of the same band. Yeah. Right. You know what would have been, like, a better band name to kid confuse? Because it makes sense. What? Like, Boston and Chicago. Right. At least those are, like, places. Yeah. But no. Couldn't no. couldn't do that. Did, uh... I'm assuming no, but I'm looking at my top ten albums, which actually differs from my top ten artists. Mm-hmm. Uh... Midnights by Taylor Swift yeah. did make my top 10 albums played. But she's not on my top 10 artists. You know, Spotify did not tell me what albums I played. Uh, oh, really? The most, yeah. Is that something you would have liked to have known? Um, no, because I can just figure that out on Last FM. <laughs> they tell me. Yeah, and in some cases, it, it uh, you're shaking the table. I'm that. really sorry. I'm really... <laughs> I'm really... Sorry, I'm moving. People listening are like, there's an earthquake. There's an earthquake. They, yeah. We don't really get earthquakes around here. No, not here, around no. here. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, I don't know. My albums are interesting. They're similar but different. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the next thing we wanted to discuss, uh, and I'll tell you what, I will leave it up to you. We are at uh, 54 minutes and counting. We uh, wanted to talk about a certain reality show. Let's do it. And I think it's a... It's a two-part it's discussion. It's a two-parter. That's right. All right. So we want to talk about the reality show. What's the name of the show? Love is Blind. All right. So, Love, what is the premise? For those listening that don't know what Love is Blind is, what is the premise? Um, It's about, fall, can you fall in love without seeing another person? Can, or as they say, sight unseen? Uh, and it's basically they take about like 15 guys, 15 girls, and they put them in separate places, and then they meet in these things called the pods, which are just sort of rooms with a wall in between. And they talk, and they fall in love, and they get engaged within like 10 days. And then they typically take like five couples or so and follow them. They go to like a resort, 
and then they meet all of the people that, you know, they didn't match with or maybe almost match with but didn't. There's drama. And then they move into the real world. And then they get to question a bunch of times because they're all super toxic, like whether they should get married or not. And, oh, no, this is the right decision. And at the very, very end, they do weddings. And then they either, very, very dramatically, by the way, after, like, buying a wedding dress and, like, planning, like, a reception and whatnot, um, I do or I don't in front of their entire families, some of which who have traveled very, very long ways to be there, um, and typically causing more embarrassment for everyone involved. Very yeah, I can assure you when I got married, mm -hmm. I was nervous about a lot of things. Yeah. I was not wondering, I wonder if she'll say yes. Yeah, correct. Well, it's because you guys had agreed that, that you guys were going to say yes far in advance. I figured she was going to say yes when I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. And then yeah. we planned a wedding, and I figured before that day she would, you know, right. wouldn't have said, mm, no, nah, I changed my mind. Right. Yeah. So they're, they start off with, like, 30 people. They have these, they call them dates. I, li I like how it's a date, though. They just go in their separate pods, and they talk, or they, they uh, play guitar, or they... they uh, I know uh, one of them liked to exercise, uh, different things. She exercised while one of the other guys was telling him her about, like, his trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, she was, like, doing jumping jacks, and he heard her. Yeah. Ugh. So let's, uh, let's narrow things down, though, because we ended up with, I believe it was five engaged couples. Mm -hmm. And let's go through them, and I'd be interested, as I, as I name them, give us your hot take. So for today's discussion... We want to talk about anything we want to say between the pods, if you will, and up to the actual weddings. But and then none part two, of the weddings. Yeah, yes. part two, we'll talk about the weddings themselves, and then by then, we'll have watched the um, reunion special. Right. And come, we'll talk about that. So here, here are our couples. Mm -hmm. We've got Raven and SK. Right. Tell us about them. Okay, I was rooting for them the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, you, you are rooting for them? I literally have not seen the wedding. Oh, you haven't. But I'm okay. talking about things. Now you okay. spoiled. It's fine. No, I didn't spoil oh, anything. Okay. I just I thought you uh, were were spoiling something. Trying to go on. Can we cut that bit out? Oh, <laughs> not a big deal. I just keep going. I was reading for them the entire time. Yes. Um, Raven. Why were? Well, tell us about them, and then I do ask the question: Why were you rooting for them? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I was rooting for nobody. Well, I was. Logically, I should have rooted for no one, but in my heart of hearts, I want love to prosper. Um, Raven is a little emotionally closed off, and I also think that part of that is because there's like five cameras in your face all of the time. She does Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> Which means what? I don't know, but what's, it's interesting, very important. what's interesting about the pods yeah. is even though you can't see each other... The guys especially will often ask very specific questions that will try to, like, I don't know if you remember season two, Shake being like, could I, could I hold you on my shoulders at a concert? Yes. Can you be able to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and after seeing Shake, the answer is no matter who it is, yeah, no. No, because he's tiny. Exactly. Exactly. So, um... <laughs> You know, like, they're just ridiculous questions. But what got Raven in everyone's good graces is because she does Pilates, which, by the way, is good for toning, but it's not, like, a, it's not like great cardio or anything. So it doesn't really mean anything specific about someone's body type anyway. So, anyway, she teaches Pilates. Yep. 
Um, another thing that we ran into was Colleen telling everyone that she was a cheerleader, and she got, like, a lot more interest because cheerleaders it, have to be skinny. Well, we haven't gotten to Colleen yet, but mm-hmm. did she say cheerleader or was the ballet? Oh, ballet. No, she's a ballet dancer. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I do ballet. Okay, I'm so a ballet dancer. I do ballet. Let's so, jump. We're jumping around here. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that there's a little bit of, you gotta jump around a little bit. Well, the second... These uh, things connect here. So, uh, before we go to another couple, uh, where is Raven's, um fiance from nigeria okay so we've got sk did you say that i did oh, okay so we've got them all right the next couple on our list alexa and brennan yeah what are what are the basics about them and then we can get into okay it. brennan is a country boy from the middle of nowhere uh-huh alexa she's jewish she is jewish and but it's important not to, religious it's important to bring that up though because it does get brought up a lot it brought yeah it gets brought up a lot yeah. Um, Has she ever been on a kibbutz? Yes. <laughs> Talks a lot about Shabbat and Israel. Like, that was actually one of the first things she brought up in the pod. It, it came up in the pods a lot. Came up in the pods. Yeah. And then you come to learn that her family doesn't really see themselves as religious, like, in the slightest or, like, anything. And it's... Uh, but and it was important. Yeah, but they yeah. get things wrong. Like, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, and then, you know, Brennan's from The, the middle Texas. of nowhere, you said. Somewhere in Texas. He's from Texas. Yeah. And, um, you know, very, sweetie. Nice. One of the yeah. nicest guys. And I by the way, there, everyone that's on the show this season currently lives in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Which doesn't mean they, they're all from Texas. They, but, they do it based on. Yeah. Like location. last season two was in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. All right. Another couple for you. Nancy and Bartice. Nancy and Bartise. Bartise is a tool. Got it. Um, <laughs> Nancy's a sweetheart, but I really wish that she'd stop getting into the to the short term rental business because, Why? well, because you know how like Airbnbs, uh, I've heard of them. often they aren't occupied by anybody, and they make it harder for people to find housing, and especially in a lot of more like urban areas where you know if you're getting apartments basically brought out bought out as Airbnbs, how are people supposed to find housing? And it drives up the pricing of everything else around it. And it's it's not good. Interesting. Um, I never thought about that. Yeah. But uh, Nancy is a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Bartiz is awful. He spends a lot of the time talking about how hot Raven is and how he is not physically attracted to Nancy. So, who is gorgeous, by the way. I don't I, know what the deal is. I, I would agree with you. So, again, they're in the pods. Mm-hmm. They have these quote unquote the best part is they have these emotional connections right and they always they go back to go back to the pods and they have these emotional connections but i couldn't see you at the (laughs) they get together and they then they're actually they seem fine when they first meet each other then they get to see everyone else yeah and they're like hmm that person's more my type Mm -hmm. physically yeah but i don't have an emotional connection like i do with nancy what's super Uh. weird is the is the two girls who got told that they were ugly over and over again i thought were the most attractive and everyone's beautiful everyone's beautiful and then uh which we'll get to in a moment right okay so we have nancy and bartice bartice is a tool bartice is a tool uh do you think one of the reasons he's a tool is because he's like 25 he is 25 and i think that that does have something to do with it but i would like to point out that i am 20 yeah 19 but 20 very soon sure um and um i would not be this way to another person (laughs) i 
I wouldn't go on that show, mm-hmm. and at 25 years old, I wasn't ready to get married. Correct. All right. The next couple, Zingib, and uh, speaking Cole. of tools, Cole. Another tool. This but, is another problem. He's they're both they're both very immature. Is the problem? Cole is very immature. Yes. Um, he has an ex-wife who he married after knowing her for two months. So if anything, this is this is a total classic thing for him. Very comfortable. Um, you know, he's like got abs. I think that he's like used that to carry himself through life up until now. He's like the frattiest frat boy known to man. Um, but. Do you remember what's really important to him as well, though? God. That's right. <laughs> he is very important. He he's, talks about that a lot. He's a Christian. Yeah. Um, but to my, based on any everything that he is, he's very much like mega church acoustic guitar, like like Bethel kind of Christian. Listen, basically, I I see the way he acts on the show, and I would argue that he's just as Christian as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure what make what's. I, I don't see I, the well, Christian the, uh, philosophy the, coming out of it. There's definitely a brand of Christianity that's, like, spiritual, but does lean heavily on the idea that Jesus forgives anyone who, who earnestly seeks it. Jesus will forgive you for your sins. Right. So I'm just, yeah. I'm guessing he seeks it very often because he, he does a lot of things that I would not Yeah, he's consider probably just doing a lot of Hail Marys off camera. To be, that's Catholicism. Yeah. Oh, That's oh, okay. not even no. the right. No, it's, it's different. It's part of Christianity. Yeah, but you, it, but to, I'm pretty sure he would no, not. He's not Catholic. He's not Catholic, no. I don't okay. think. Probably yeah. not. Again. I've, I've read a lot about Christianity. I've, I yeah, I, uh, I don't doubt that. I have not. Yeah. No. Um, no, Hail Mary's or Catholicism, and I think he would just describe himself most likely as a non-denominational Christian just based on the yeah. way that he talks, but... I, I don't really know. Anyway. Well, that being said, I, I have dated a Catholic girl and a non-denominational uh, evangelical Christian girl. Ooh. I know. Were your parents chill with that? Um, they never <laughs> made a big deal of it. That's nice my. Uh, I had an aunt mm-hmm. who uh, referred to my I college. I didn't know that you dated an evangelical girl. Yeah. I, uh, what? So <laughs> <laughs> How long did that one last? A few months. Okay. My uh, my one of my aunts referred to the girlfriend I had that was cat that mm-hmm. is Catholic, uh, just called her Mary. Uh huh. That was uh-huh. her name. Yeah. How's Mary doing? That's that's that's. That was here. that was her passive aggressive way of telling me how she felt. Yep. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think that's that. And then uh, Zainab is this beautiful, lovely girl who needs some mental help. Like, and she, she, I looked at her TikTok. She does apparently go to therapy weekly and has for a very long time. Both of her parents are dead. Yeah. Um, and she needs some help with her conflict resolution. But honestly, uh, if I was around Cole, I would also need some help with my conflict resolution. And I believe that help would no longer be engaging with Cole because he spends most of the time tearing her down, destroying any semblance of self-esteem that she has. And... And and does things like shooting a Nerf gun at her when she's trying to cook chicken, or you know, tell her that she's no fun all of the time. And he, you know, she's passive aggressive, but he's like, and I've tracked sort of also what Zainab's been doing after the show, yeah. and it's only getting worse. I don't know if I don't know if reality TV was for her necessarily, but she's 
I'm she's not sure been, who reality TV is for. You're talking frankly. a lot. Well, you know the couple that got together in the first season of Love is Blind? Yes. That's who TV is for. It's Lauren and Cameron. Yeah. They're still um, together. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And so is um, Barnett and the other girl. The one he married. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, they're still together, too. But, um, but besides that, probably nobody. I don't know. But it's definitely not for her. But Cole, I mean, is... Just something else, and and so if if Bartise was going after Raven, mm-hmm. Cole was going after Thing, our last couple, Colleen, Colleen and Matt. Right, Matt also needs a lot of therapy. Matt is a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. <laughs> Matt needs therapy, and potentially, and this is saying said in the most non-stigmatizing way in the world, potentially, like, some time to himself. Yeah, what is Matt's background? Coming into the show, what did Matt make a big deal about? He was married. He was in a relationship for ten years. Yeah. His uh, ex-wife cheated on him and got pregnant. Yeah, with someone else. With, with the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. So, that's definitely difficult. Yeah. And I wouldn't have liked I think that he maybe he maybe took a year, maybe less, and then he's like, yes, I'm gonna get married within a month. This'll work great. Colleen... <laughs> Is so nice. Yeah. She is, like, there's, like, nothing going on in her head based on everything that she says. And that's fine. Not everyone has to be real thinking. I'm going to disagree. So, Colleen is the one person Mm -hmm. who I feel like I liked better after the pods. She did grow on me, yeah. Because it turns out the things she said in the pods Mm -hmm. aren't entirely accurate, I think, about who she really is. So in the pods, she made a big deal about, you know... She doesn't like getting deep. Exactly. Wasn't she... Again, it... She was rejected by Cole initially because because she wasn't deep enough. That's right. Which, by the way, Cole is more shallow than she is, so, like, I don't even know what the deal is with that one, but I think that he made a misjudgment. I think if Cole and Colleen had gotten together, Mm -hmm. I think they would have gotten married... But I don't think uh, it would have lasted very long because I think, uh, again, Cole being as surface as he is, yeah. he, he liked looking at her. Yeah. Yeah. Which, fine. Like, that's whatever. But, you know. So the initial thing is, like, when they got on the pods and went to, I believe it was Malibu, um, like, Cole approached Colleen. Colleen was trying to fuse. Cole approached right. him. Her and was like basically just saying how hot she was and whatever. And by the way, just got together with Zainab, just got engaged, whatever. Walk up to some random lady you turned down, by the way, turned away and say how hot she is. And then, you In know. In Cole's defense, mm-hmm. and it's not real defense, it's more like it's a stupid show. Right. It's been 10 days, mm-hmm. and yes, he's engaged, but how connected could he actually be to this woman? The answer is not really, but you should at least pretend for the sake of the format. I would agree. Um, And he's like, well, you know, you're the type of girl that I'd walk up to in a bar, and she's like, well, you're the type of guy to walk up to me in a bar, and and, and he's like, so, you know, if, if we weren't together with anyone else, and you, if I walked up to you, would, would we go out or whatever? And... Just, again, trying to diffuse the situation. Colleen's like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. It's good talking. Matt flips out when they yes. get back to their little, like, uh, wherever they're staying, hotel. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling at her and, and basically acting like she has cheated on him when she didn't. 
And I mean, she, to be fair, I think mm-hmm. she could have handled the situation better, but at the same Definitely. time, I think she was uncomfortable and didn't know what to do. Thousand percent. Didn't yeah. warrant whatever was happening there. He right. was getting up in her face, and he was he was getting loud. He started arguing with the camera guy, being like, well, if, if, if your girlfriend did that, wouldn't you be just as angry as I am right now? And the camera guy was like, what? Like, I don't know what you're trying to do here. So angry. He almost left that night, which would keep happening. He, he would just he keep keep running away at, at everything that was nothing. Um, but, like, he'd also be incredibly sweet. And he seemed like somebody who would be a really good uh, abuser. Like, he seems like a he good doesn't... Abuser. Yeah. <laughs> a good abuser? No, like, I think he'd be good at it. Um, but... Okay. Like, but I don't think that he wants to be that person. So I think that he needs to be not in a relationship and step away and get therapy and find himself because I worry a lot for Colleen. And I, you know, I mean, I worried her about her that night and I've, I've continued to the entire rest because it just kept being an issue the entire rest of the season. And um, it was really unfortunate. So basically the rest of the season was... Guilt. And then when they all met up together, right? Bartiz gets real drunk. Yes. And then him and Nancy go back to their hotel room. Mm-hmm. And Bartiz is sitting there, very, again, intoxicated, very clearly. And Nancy's sitting there with like a glazed over look on her face as Bartiz starts to talk about <laughs> how now, hot well, Raven wait, is. But listen, he's uh-huh. being honest. He, that's what yeah, he said. Exactly. Just, that's what you want from me, honesty, right? right? He wants he wants honesty. Uh, he called Raven a smoke show. Yeah. He's talking about, like, the dress that she was wearing and how how tight it was and, like, you know, just such, such a smoke show and whatever. Come on, right? Um, Cole tells Zainab repeatedly that night as well how he is more interested <laughs> in Colleen. But um, it's hard because I have such an emotional connection with you. Right. Now, both of them deal a lot with the insecurity of knowing that their partners are not attracted to them for the rest of the time. Um, and it never gets better. Uh, Raven and SK sort of, like, sit on opposite sides of the bed, pretty far apart from each other, just like, because Raven's uncomfortable. And to be yep. fair, I wouldn't, I'd be uncomfortable, too, like. I would be uncomfortable. <laughs> right? I mean, we're talking, like, ten days. Yep. Yep, and they the show focused a lot on whether they consummate their engagement. Like it's weird. typically, you know, we're talking about consummation the old days, or at least whatever it's the marriage. But since they only knew each other for ten days and now they're engaged, they can't just say, "Hey, you guys have sex yet?" Like, so they have to be like, "Did you consummate the engagement?" Um, I know so, that I'm a bit old fashioned, mm-hmm. and I also know I don't know why they're interviewing people about it. I don't know. Well, I, I get why they're asking, but I'm, what I'm saying is the whole Raven SK thing. Oh yeah, I would, I would be uncomfortable like sharing a bed. Forget the sex part, right? I'd be uncomfortable sharing a bed. I think initially, like oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're engaged. That means we yep. do all the engaged people stuff. Yep. Yeah, I don't know this person. They can't hug me. Right. They cannot shake my hand. I'm not I'm not going near them at We're all. We're going to jump right from that to Right. Let's get busy. Exactly. Yeah. And like I'm sure this is going to sound so slut shamey, but it's not meant to. I'm sure many of them are quite used to that within this show. Um <laughs> <laughs> But not everyone is. And that's all right. 
And we have to respect people's boundaries and them being different. I've been in my 20s before. Mm-hmm. And I realize they're in their 20s to early 30s yeah. and all that. And uh, I'm certainly not going to tell you I was a, a choir boy. Uh-huh. But here's what I will tell you. Uh, someone that I had any real interest in, mm-hmm. things were different than if I was just out for the evening. There's Yeah. That's the best way I can say it. Right. I, th- yeah. I feel like cook-up culture has become such a big thing. Mm-hmm. Although, weirdly enough, more in media, because there have been studies and young people are not hooking up. They're not having sex at all, even with, like, a minute part. Like, everyone's just single and celibate. That sounds fun. I guess. <laughs> I, I sure. Um, but, like, like people are, like, what freaking are they, out What are they, like, now. home playing video games or something? Pretty much. Okay. I mean, no, like, they're just, you know, they're living their lives, mm-hmm. and it's just not, like, such a big deal, you know? But what's so weird is that these researchers spent so long being, like, abstinence only, you have to keep your kids absent, so much teen pregnancy, and now everyone's freaking out, because now it's, like, no one's getting pregnant as a teenager anymore. They're they're not even doing anything. What's the point? So, you know, no way to win, clearly, in these, in these scientists' eyes. Um, no matter what I do, it's wrong. Not awful. That is awful. But, um, yeah, so, talked about that a lot. And then when, and SK told this to Bartiste, and then Bartiste used that as, like, evidence, I think, for a while. Well, because I think he, he was, he was telling Nancy about, like, how they were, like, he was like, well, Raven and SK were sitting so far apart from each other on the bed, SK told me about it, and, you know, and that, and he, like, used it as, like, proof that he was, like, he was maybe more right for Raven than SK was, again, to Nancy's face, um, well, then you had, very by invested the way, in then this you had, uh, Brennan and, what is, uh, Alexa, Alexa, they kept talking about, we're the number one couple. We're the best couple. They are the number one couple. They do seem to be, but nevertheless, <laughs> why does it matter? Because they're right. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The bar is low. Yes. And they cleared it, but the bar is low. Um, They stayed out of the drama. They were just, they were fun. They didn't really fight. Um, they seemed to get closer as time went on. They seemed to get closer as time went on. Yeah. They weren't, like, overly touchy or, like, pressured themselves. They to, like, eventually touched. Right. Yeah. But, you know, like, they, they just, they just like, actually let their feelings develop over yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the right way to do what is essentially an arranged marriage. I mean. Right. Like, that's kind of what the show is. But they're trying to, like, force relationships in a way that, like, I, I think that you can be compatible with somebody and fall in love with them over time, even if. You didn't do, like, the whole dating thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But not the way the majority of these couples are doing it. Because they're trying to force love overnight. Where I think Alexa and Brennan were like, I like you a lot. We're engaged now. Let's just get to know each other. Let's figure out what the other person likes. Here's what I like about your personality. Here's what I like about your personality. Like, come on. That's the way to go about it. So I don't really, I, I don't have any notes on them other than that's cool. I, probably later in the series, um... When Alexa starts talking about wanting like a prenup, but yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think they were good. I appreciate it. But besides besides all the prenup stuff, and then you know, her dad kind of annoyed me. I yeah. don't think that she was the representation that I wanted. But she's the representation. Yeah, but she's the representation I got. Yes. And can't can't do much about that. Right. Um, she wasn't horrible. No, she wasn't horrible. She was just, like, out of touch. Like, very out of touch, but it's fine. 
Um, yeah. Oh, and then both, uh, Cole, Cole's family and Raven's family. Yeah. Both refused to be involved yes. with the relationship. So yep. that, that kind of split things a bit. Well, I wouldn't want to marry someone. Well, Whose, like, parents wouldn't talk to me. I don't know. I have, like, sort of a different view on it, I yeah. guess. Just because, at the end of the day, I'm marrying someone for them. I'm not marrying them for their family. Sure. And so their families are important, and I would prefer to be accepted by them. Yes. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that to split my relationship apart. And I'd like to think if they do get married, as time goes on, they would then start developing that relationship. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really, the whole, it was a mess, the whole thing. What are your opinions? I would agree with you. I, it's the third season and I have to go back and look at the people in season one and two again, mm -hmm. but there was legitimately not a single couple I was rooting for to be successful. I was rooting for Alexa and Brennan. Yeah. And then at the beginning, Colleen and Matt, but really soon after, not Colleen and Matt anymore. And then I was rooting for Raven SK. Okay. I thought SK was a good man. I agree. I thought Raven could learn. You know what? I think that... <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I, Raven and Colleen, I think, are similar Raven in the sense... Raven is a good... Is, I, I think, think she's a good I think as time person. went on and we got to learn more about them... Mm-hmm. I think they came across better. Correct. Yeah. And I and I thought Colleen and Matt were cute. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that Colleen is really easy to, uh, I wouldn't say manipulate, but, like, if, if I had a partner who was repeatedly acting like Matt was to me. In the period of time we're talking, too. In the too. period of time we're yeah. talking about, I would not be saying, and this was, like, I mean, I think it was only, what, the day before the wedding that she was like, maybe it's a no. Right. Maybe it's a no the day before. But up until then, you're like, yes, yes, it's always a yes. I love Matt. I'm in love with Matt. He screams at you and threatens to leave. He packs his bag, like, three times a week? Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. You know? I mean, he acts like, you know, like when seven-year-olds are like, oh, I'm going to run away from home, and they pack up their bag, and then they, like, walk down the block, and they're like, I don't know where I'm going, so exactly. they turn back around. It's Matt. That's a Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. And it's, it's just... All right, ugh. so as we go through the list, Raven and SK, we want them to work out. Yeah. Then uh, Colleen and Matt, we don't. Yeah. Then uh, Cole and Zinnab. No. no. Don't want that to... You're... That's... So far, your most emphatic. We're no. hoping Zinnab finds some self-respect. Got it. Yep. Then, uh... Nancy and Bartiz don't work out, hopefully. Right. We don't want them to work out. I'm also hoping that Nancy finds some self-respect. That's it. my hope. Okay. I doubt it. She seems very, um... Uh... She, she's too forgiving of the okay. fact that her fiancé does not like her. I don't think it's that he doesn't like her, but... He's not attracted to her? I think he became a little more attracted to her as time went on. Yeah, but... Eh, like, he keeps mentioning... Like, he was mentioning to his friends, again, like, because up, up until the wedding, not that physically attracted to her, but, like, doesn't really matter. Like, it matters. It matters. It does. It, it, and uh, it does emotional matter. connection matters and can definitely... Like, 
impact how you view somebody who maybe you wouldn't initially find, like, instantly attractive or whatever, but it eventually matters. And if you're constantly looking at other women and saying, I wish my wife looked like that, that's gross. But here's the reality. As mm-hmm. someone who, meaning myself, who's been, you know, with the same woman for, like, 26 years now, mm-hmm. when you've only been with someone for a month or whatever it was they, they've been at, you only have so much to build upon. Correct. And so, like, when uh, when I started dating your mother, trust me, I was like, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If that was the only reason we were together yeah. 26 years later. That would be, we well, would, wouldn't well, have been 26 be, years. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, that's the hard I, part. I, I don't have any... A, I think it's a balance, but if I was repeatedly being told by my partner that they were not physically attracted to me... Within the first month. Like, there should at least be, like, a little bit of, like, lust. Like, there should be something. There, well, yes, there should at least be that. And, and I'll also tell you, and I'm sorry, this is me being mm-hmm. judgmental. Someone after 10 days, 2 weeks saying, I love you, I'm like, yeah, you don't know what love oh, is. Oh, yeah, that's Sorry, yeah, that's you don't know what love is. You've got to be knocked down a few times with this person and mm-hmm. get back up. There's your love, you know, and you keep going, moving forward and growing. I mean, again, it's not their fault in the sense of it is what it is. Right. I mean, listen, I remember when I was dating your mother Mm -hmm. and she once said to me, once we've been dating for six months, Mm -hmm. people will give us respect as a couple. And I'm like, okay. And and by the way, Mm -hmm. when you're that age, Mm -hmm. six months seems like a good amount of time. Right. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So it's uh, it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. All right. So when on our next episode, we will we will uh, talk about the weddings themselves, mm-hmm. the actual ceremonies, mm-hmm. what occurred. Yeah. And they also had the um, reunion episode where we see what happened after the fact, and we will we will talk about talk about that. Oh, we I don't think we finished. Uh, you mentioned the. I, I hate when I forget their names. The um, Brennan and Col- uh, not Brennan, Colleen. Alexa. Bren- Alexa, right? We want them. We like them. Yeah. Raving and SK. You like them. I do. Zinab and Cole. No. no. And then uh, Nancy and Bartice. No. no. Colleen and Matt. No. no. All right. We didn't even talk about Andrew. Andrew. So Andrew was back in the pot. So you know what? You're right. So uh, let's wrap by getting... Mm-hmm. These were the couples that made it through the show. Andrew was on in the first couple episodes. Andrew is weird and insufferable. And when he got rejected by Nancy, because he's going after Nancy, he put, He asked Nancy to marry him. Yes, right. and Nancy said no. Yeah. And then he put uh, eye drops in his eyes and pretended to cry. And, um... I, that's really all I have to say about him, but he's insufferable, but he's really good reality TV material. Well, yeah, the best was afterward. He, there, he was, like, filming, you know, they do that, the, mm-hmm. the filming where he's supposed to say how he feels, and they catch on camera saying, hold on a second. <laughs> that's when he takes the drop. And what's in his eyes? So it looks like he's tearing up. And then, and then, and then he goes, I, I just didn't know that I could feel... Any like this about anyone, <laughs> anyone in just such a short time. I didn't even see her, but I'm just so sad I missed out on Nancy. But yeah. As like the eye drops are streaming down his face. <laughs> Awful. Now there's a little bit of me because I love to hate him. I kind of wish that maybe Nancy had gone with him instead of Bartiz because it would have at least been interesting. Yes, but I I think. It, it would have been interesting. It would have been awful. Did. Yeah, I mean, Nancy was right to say no. <laughs> oh, obviously. 
Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Should have said no to Bartise too, probably. True. Yeah. But then she wouldn't have gotten any TV time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you think she? Do you? How many of them do you think say yes for TV time purposes? Uh, Raven. Yeah. I think initially Raven did. Although, you know what? She cried, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Nancy seemed very genuine. Yes. Zanip seemed very genuine. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, they all seemed very genuine. Yeah. 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 I think season one Jessica did not seem genuine. Blonde hair, right? Blonde hair drank a lot. Yeah, yeah. Went into, I think, a bunch of therapy after. Uh Uh-huh. I think she's doing better now. She's married. Then you're good for her. Yeah. Um, but I think she, she did, um, you know, I don't know, I definitely think there's people who hang on a bit for, shake. for the cameras. Yeah, yeah, shake. Ugh, and he yeah. was hated by everyone. Yeah, no one liked him. No one liked him. No one liked him. Which, Awful. by the way, we don't find, so this is the reason mm-hmm. that I like the reunion episodes. Yeah. Because the show itself comes across how it's edited. Mm-hmm. And then you get the reunion show and you find out things they didn't show or think like they all hated shake i didn't get that feeling when i was watching the show though right but everyone hated shake that's right but what's good though is like there have been some like like ayana and natalie from season two like they're still friends and they hang out on a regular basis so i think yeah. i think that there are some relationships that are found friendship is blind but they're friendships yeah and they also saw each other the entire time that's right. but i don't think looks factor into platonic uh friendships too much so you know no. I don't think it matters anyway. But yeah, they're friends. So that's good. Right. But yeah, I think that's it. We can play the outro or whatever now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, let's uh let's play the uh the, the, the closing theme so we know it's time to end. Mm-hmm. And so uh on the next episode we will do part two. Love is not part two and maybe other things. That'd be yep. Hopefully other things. Hopefully other things. Or you can talk maybe. Most likely. Most likely. And uh, hope, hopefully we'll do another episode where we're actually face-to-face in the same room. Yeah, I'll be here long enough to do that. It seems that way because as we close, uh, there's been a bit of a health scare. In, uh, Not a health scare. Everyone I live with has COVID. Oh, well. Not everyone. A lot of them. Enough that we don't want you going there. Right. Um, yeah, so, you know, very cool. If you're one of our tens of thousands of fans who have not uh, found a place to listen to us other than this place, you can find us other places. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Amazon Music. Sure. Other places. Uh, everywhere where good podcasts are streamed. We're out. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Our theme song, Hot Shot, is provided by Scott Holmes Music. You can find this and many other songs at scottholmesmusic.com.